Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Manager Show. I am excited to introduce you to my guest today, who is Emily Gonzalez, a student from the Podcast Manager program. And she is a podcast manager who went from being a virtual assistant, finding the podcast management and niching down into podcast management a little less than a year ago. So in this episode, her and I chat about that journey from her being in the healthcare field to becoming a virtual assistant, then niching down into podcast management, what it has looked like to land clients, to transition VA clients to podcast management, and what her daily schedule looks like, and all of those fun details that I know that you guys love to hear. So without further ado, let's go meet Emily. Hey there, I'm Lauren, and you're listening to The Podcast Manager Show a podcast for podcast managers. Each week, we cover the technical and tactical aspects of running a profitable podcast manager business. With over 90,000 new shows starting each month, podcast managers are in demand. I mean, in demand. And I'm here to help you land your dream clients while reaching your monthly income goals without working like crazy. Are you ready? Let's get to today's episode. Emily, it's so great to have you on the show today. Hey, thanks, Lauren. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited and honored to be here. Yeah, I'm really also excited to talk about your story. And these are my favorite episodes to record because although you know you come to the coaching calls regularly and I feel like I know you from Instagram, it's so great to like talk one-on-one and really hear like the details behind your story. So selfishly, these are my favorite episodes to record, but I also know people love hearing from just like another person, you know, just like an individual tell their story of how this fits into their life and what their background is and stuff. So these are just the best. Yes. I love the success story episodes as well. These are like probably my favorite ones to to listen to on your podcast. So yeah. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) So let's dive in then. Tell us a little bit about how you found podcast management and what you were doing before you became a podcast manager. Yeah. So I actually, um, I started looking into freelancing. It was actually the end of 2019. I had a good friend share with me about it. And I had heard of freelancers like virtual assistants. I actually had a previous body a few years ago, a previous business of years ago, um, a network marketing business. And so I knew of a virtual assistants. I never got to the point where I had one with my business. But anyway, um, fast forward, I uh, started looking into it more. And then the begin- beginning of 2020, I actually signed up for Michaela Quinn's OTO, now the Live Free Academy program, mm-hmm. and started um, her program then. And so my background is in healthcare. So I'm actually an MRI technologist. I do still work um, on a PRN basis, but I had my first baby at the end of 2017. And while I really enjoyed my job, I was working a lot of crazy hours, weekends, mm-hmm. holidays, overnight stuff. It just wasn't something I wanted to do full time forever. So I was really interested in freelancing and all of the opportunities that were out there. I honestly had no idea until I started looking into it more. So um, I started as a VA beginning of 2020, right before the pandemic hit. So it was perfect timing. Got my first um, couple clients that spring. So fast forward to about a year ago at this time, almost exactly a year ago, um, a current client of mine, a virtual assistant client, she was really interested in starting a podcast. And I was like, I've loved podcasts for years. I've listened to them since like um, either 2015 or 2016. I don't remember exactly when. Mm-hmm. But I was like a little, you know, unsure about some of the technical side of things, like with editing and that kind of thing. 
but I was like, wow, this actually, I took your master class. It was last June sometime. And I was like, wow, this actually seems like something I would really enjoy doing and be good at in some ways. Obviously I had a lot I wanted to learn as well, but um, yeah, it was just something I really um, was interested in. So I've had my business for about two, yeah, almost two and a half years now. So I just made the pivot um, about a year ago at this time, like I said, to podcast management. So that's where I'm at now. Love it. Now, I love that you brought up the fact that like you were a little nervous about the skills or you're like, okay, no, I, I don't have the skills. And that's actually something I wanted to talk to you about or ask you about is that, you know, even though I talk about like, I didn't have any audio podcasting skills coming into this either. You know, people still ask me all the time, like, they say that like, I don't have an experience. Can I learn this skill? So I guess tell me how you how did you go from thinking, I've never edited anything? What gave you the like courage or the confidence to say like, oh, I can become good at this and then eventually become good at it? Yeah. So like I said, I took your masterclass last June and I kind of sat on it for, I think I actually took it twice. <laughs> I kind of sat on it for a little bit. And then, um, cause I still had, I think like four VA clients around the time I was pretty busy with, and I was, um, mm. I had just had my second baby just uh, a couple months before that. So I was like, do I really want to pursue something new with like a toddler and like a two month old? Yeah. And so, um, I wanted to wait. And then I actually started working with a business coach last fall. I did a group coaching program. That was actually really good for me. Something mm. I didn't really think I would do or necessarily need in the service provider space probably sounds kind of silly, but it was really good for me. It was an eight week program. And so I kind of shared with her, with the other ladies in there about what I was wanting to do with podcast management. And I think just like the timing of everything, um, just uh, doing that program and learning more from you. And I've been your podcast, of course, I love podcasts. And I think just kind of taking all of that in, I actually did some practice, like writing some show notes and that kind of thing, just from podcasts I listened to. And I actually did start doing some uh, kind of podcast VA work for a current client last fall. So um, I didn't sign up for your program right away. I, I did wait a few months, but um, yeah, I just kind of, I think just it all fell into place. Like I said, just with the timing of um, your masterclass and then doing the group coaching program. Mm -hmm. And then I think by that time I was like, okay, I'm ready to do this. Like, I know I can do this. I know I need to learn some more skills. And yeah, your program has taught me that and, and so much more. Yeah, love it. The other thing from earlier when you were talking just about your story, I wanted to ask about is, you said that you did an MLM and that's kind of how you found out about virtual assistants. Have there been any like lessons you learned from being in the, the MLM and deciding it wasn't for you that you've then been able to apply to freelancing? Yeah, I think like so I think everything just works out in God's timing. <laughs> I feel like yeah. it was good for me back then. Not our timing. <laughs> and, yes, exactly. So I did Not it for always. about two and a half years right before I had my first first baby. And then I was just like, I just, I was kind of burned out on it, honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, but it did really ignite my passion for health and fitness. So I'm really grateful for that. Mm -hmm. But um, as far as, I think it gave me the confidence because I had learned like a few um, online programs like Canva and mm. I don't know, you know, I had Google Drive and different things like that. Um, I was familiar with some of the things that I have been able to, you know, use in my current business as a service provider. But I really enjoy what I'm doing now as far as working with clients compared to what I was doing in the MLM. I just, I never felt like I, I really enjoyed it, but I just never felt like it was something I could do long-term where my business now I'm like, oh, I can totally do this long-term. Like I have, you know, retainer clients. I have, you know, there's always people starting podcasts and that mm -hmm. need help with their podcasts. So um, I think honestly, just really the confidence. I mean, I've had to learn so much 
But I think having that previous business did give me that. So I'm always grateful for that. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, you said that you had a client, you know, as you were deciding, okay, yeah, I want to go into podcast management, you had a client that was starting a podcast, you started doing a little bit of like work with her kind of as like a podcast VA. How did that progress? Did you did that end up turning into your first like podcast management client? So they're actually two different clients. So okay. I apologize if that was confusing. So my client who she, we've been together almost two years now. We actually just launched her podcast um, just uh, a couple months ago. It was like in April. Um, she wanted to look into it and then she kind of wanted to wait for a while, just different things going on in her own life. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Um, so actually another client of mine, she... Um, actually worked for her as, as a subcontractor and she had a podcast she had started like at the beginning of 2021 and it kind of got pushed to the back burner because she didn't have help with it. So I told her what I was wanting to do and she's like, Hey, if you want to go ahead and, you know, take this over, do some practice, that kind of thing, that'd be great. So it was perfect timing. So my other client, she kind of knew I was working with this other one and um, it worked out well, just at least kind of give me, I didn't do um, any editing for the client who I was doing subcontract work for, she just kind of wanted it very real and raw. So um, again, I didn't have any practice with editing quite yet, um, but I was at least writing show notes, you know, making graphics, um, making audiograms, that kind of thing. So I definitely got my feet wet with it. And I mm-hmm. did that for um, just like a couple months or so. And then, yeah, my client who I'm still with now, we launched her podcast just a couple months ago and so glad we did. She's loved it. It's just just took a little bit of time to get there. <laughs> yeah. And that really worked out for both of you guys because yeah, you could have done it really early on in your learning stage. You know, sometimes it's fun to kind of go through that like, oh, we're both newbies, like a new podcaster and a new podcast manager. I've I've seen that work out. But if you can have like a little bit more time, then you feel a little bit more confident in like the tech part of launching. And maybe like you've heard some other people talk about stuff that you're like, okay, I've got a good frame of reference around launching a new show now. Yes. And it was perfect because yeah, like it just worked out really well because I was able to get my feet wet with that other client for a little bit. And then I actually brought on a monthly management client um, at the beginning of the year, just a few months ago. And she just wanted it taken off her plate. She's been a joy to work with. And then my other client who likes that we just launched her podcast a couple months ago, it was just, it all worked out really well because I was like, okay, I feel really confident. Let's do this. Let's set a date. (laughs) And it's, it's been great. Oh, that's great. Now you said that you are really um, passionate about health and fitness. Is that what podcasts you are managing? Yes. Yeah. I love working with moms, especially in the health and wellness space. A couple of my clients right now, one is a health and life coach and the other is a health coach and personal trainer. So yeah, one of my, my client who we just launched her podcast a couple months ago, we actually met through Beachbody, which was the company that we were both with. So yeah, really grateful for that connection. We both are doing different things now, but yeah, it's been really fun. I, yeah. I love that space and that's, yeah, it ignited my passion for health and fitness. And it's just a, such a wide range of things, you know, that people are sharing and mm-hmm. um, speaking about and there's so many things that you know people need to hear I feel like I'm learning new things all the time with my own health with you know other things and yeah I love it and for anyone listening that was the same MLM that I was in in I want to say like 20 yeah 2012 2012 2013 which is a long time ago at this point Mine was like 2015 to like 2017. So yeah, yeah. I was a little, I, I was pretty sure you were as well. And I was like, I, I think you were before me. So yeah, it was great at the time. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't always say it's Beachbody just because like, I don't always think it's necessary, yeah. but I don't like want to like act like 
you know, I'm not ashamed of saying what it is. I'm totally fine and open with it. But what you were just saying with like, it's such a like health in general is such a big open field for podcasting. So many great topics. I previously had a client who was in the fitness postpartum area, more like for like weightlifting women was more of her listeners. But yeah, I I loved that show so much because of like every single week I was learning something new. It was like education. It was like, you know, a college degree in that specific topic. And I had already had two kids. So I was like, okay, I've been postpartum before, but I was also learning new things. Yeah, I loved I loved that show for those reasons. Yep, I feel the same way. I'm always learning from uh, my clients' podcasts. And yeah, it's so much fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So you did mention that you have two kids and one of them's a year old. I know that. How old's the other one again? He is four and a half. Okay. Okay. So what does your like day-to-day life look like? Like, are they gone most of the day? Like, tell me a little bit about like what your lifestyle looks like now. Yeah, not... So my son, he goes to preschool three mornings a week. So it's about like two and a half hours of time that I have to work. (laughs) And really not even that much by the time like my daughter gets down to nap. Because my one-year-old... She's still pretty attached to me. So um, for sure, like editing, I definitely have to do that when I'm by myself. So I definitely do a lot of the nap time hustle that you hear about. I usually do like a morning nap when she's resting, afternoon when both my kids rest, and then in the evenings during the week. Yeah, I don't do a lot of early morning. I I don't like to stay up very late, but right now it just kind of works well for me to work more in the evenings, Mm -hmm. usually for a couple hours, give or take after my kids go to bed, just depending on like which client um, I'm working on and that kind of thing. I work a little bit on weekends. I try not to very much. Um, but if I have to finish something up, depending on what our week was like with mm-hmm. you know appointments and school and that kind of thing, then I'll do that. But yeah, I definitely am working in smaller increments right now. I know it'll be easier once my oldest gets into school all day at least. We're, we're not there yet. So yeah, I'm making it work though. And I'm grateful that, of course, I have deadlines for my clients, but I don't have to. It's not like I have to sit you know, at a desk or something for like several hours a day in a row or anything like that. So I can make it work on my own schedule. Yeah, no, that's that's really nice. And you can kind of step away from like your mom mindset in the middle of the day and like think about something else and get, you know, get into the weeds with something else and then step back into it. And I appreciate those type of mental breaks. <laughs> yes. Sometimes with editing, I need that. Like I really enjoy it, but you know, you kind of get in the zone. It's like, okay, I need to get up and move around. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. It's like you're, you like transport into a different world and you're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I always enjoy sharing with my husband, like what I'm, what I'm learning. I actually took on a new client this month and it's actually a little different. It, he, it's actually a man and he has a financial podcast, but it's really like we've connected and it's been a great working relationship so far, but yeah, he has a financial podcast and he does all guest interviews and it's been really fun learning and hearing their stories. And yeah, I'm just always telling my husband, like what I'm learning on all my clients' podcasts and how it's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, Totally. So since you were transitioning from like you said, you had like four VA clients, so you had like a pretty good load of VA clients and you transitioned into, you know, wanting to have podcast management clients. What does that look like now? Did you eventually just like have to say goodbye to some VA clients or are you still kind of managing it all? What does that look like? Yeah, so I actually still have one VA client. They're actually my very first client I've had. Yeah, it just works out well. I do like their social media and emails, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have three podcast clients. So I feel really good about my workload right now. I would love to bring on one more podcast client. I would feel good about that. And my VA client, they know what I'm doing. It's actually a family member. So 
really laid back anyway, but um, yeah. yeah, they know like where my business has gone and that kind of thing. And they're like, you know, however long it works together, that's great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my goal is to eventually um, get to, yeah, just podcast clients. Um, I think I had to step away from two maybe. Yeah, I think so. Cause like I said, one of my VA clients turned into a podcast client. So yeah, it really, it really hasn't been too bad. Um, I kind of made some changes about a year ago at this time when I came back from my maternity leave after having my daughter. And I think one of my clients, uh, they didn't want to continue services due to some stuff on their end. So it kind of worked out well. And again, just as the year went on and I started to pursue this route of podcast management, it's all just kind of fallen into place, I feel like. Yeah. Like looking back on it and realizing that is pretty crazy. And just like you said, it kind of seems like it was organic to let go of or, you know, to end services with with certain VA clients. You know, it didn't take a lot of you know, stress for you to, to to transition. Yes. Yeah. It's been, it's been nice. I've been grateful for that for sure. Hey there. I wanted to interrupt this episode with a quick message for you. If you are listening to this show, then you are either wanting to become a podcast manager or currently a podcast manager. And I wanted to invite you to my free masterclass where I show you how to become a profitable podcast manager without working more than 20 hours per week. So in this masterclass, I break down what it would look like for you to be making three to 5K per month working as a podcast manager without working more than 20 hours a week. Not only do I break that down, but I also talk about the three myths that I used to believe that was keeping me away from being a profitable podcast manager and that you might be believing as well. That and I share all the details about my podcast manager program. So if you're interested in learning more, learning the three myths that might be keeping you away from becoming a profitable podcast manager, or you just want to see what does it take to be a profitable podcast manager, then grab a seat to my masterclass. I would love to see you there. Just head to laurenwrighton.com forward slash masterclass, and it'll show the next available time. Okay, awesome. That is it. Go sign up for the masterclass. I cannot wait to see you there. Let's get back to the episode. Okay, we talked about like what kind of your day looks like. So are you working like part-time hours? Yeah, I actually remember this was posted in one of the one of your groups just recently. And I was like, I really need to track my time. So I actually started tracking with one of my clients this week. Um, yeah, so I'm going to see how long it takes from like the beginning you know, of editing and then doing the rest of her stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely is podcast or it definitely is part-time hours, excuse me, um, with my podcast clients. And then my VA client, I do still track my time um, just to kind of help what's helpful for me on my end. But yeah, it's probably, yeah, I mean, I'd say, yeah, probably 15 to 20 hours. It's nothing crazy. I mean, I definitely work some Monday through Friday for sure every day. And then like I said, depending on if I have something I still need to finish up, um, I'll do one of the weekend days maybe. But yeah, it's really, and again, it's in small increments that I'm working. I, I have maybe one day a week where I don't have my kids for a few hours. It just kind of depends on our schedule. But yeah, it's definitely nowhere near full-time hours like what I used to do in my healthcare role. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You brought up tracking your time. And I mean, it's so hard for me to do. I'm like not like, I don't like the details of like having to track your time, but it's so fun at the same time to see how much time you're actually spending. It's nice to see like in general, how much you're working, especially if you have a goal to only work part-time. It's nice to see like, okay, good. I'm not working all the time. I'm not working in like every 
every single free hour I have because, you know, balance <laughs> all in the, in the in the name of balance. But like tracking to see how how much you're actually working for a client is really interesting because then you can kind of compare it to your package and say like, okay, the package feels right, but now you can kind of see with numbers how much you're working, how much you're making in an hour if that's interesting to you or or whatever. I just think, I, I don't think I've tracked my time and maybe like it's it's definitely been over a year. So I need to do it again because I used to tell myself like I would do it every year <laughs> for a whole month like a whole month track every single thing I did. Um, but it's it's been a while now. So I'm proud of you for doing it. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I remember seeing that post and I was like, I really need to do that because like I said, I do it with my one VA client, which they don't care. They, um, it's it's a retainer. It's the same uh, package price every month, but it's just kind of helpful for me to see. And mm-hmm. I still have Toggle and I'm like, yeah, I need to use that for um, for my other clients. So yeah, I'll probably do that because I'm just working on one of right now. And as I work on my other two, as the week goes on, I'm planning to track theirs as well. So it'll be helpful. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So as you've said, you've been doing this for about a year and you've, you know, you it seems like you're in a really good client load. You said you want to, you know, maybe one more client. What else do you kind of envision for your business in the next like six months? Yeah, I would definitely like to bring on one to two more clients depending on what their packages are like. Beyond that, I don't know. <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed the clients I'm working with right now. I mean, all my clients, but obviously my podcast clients, especially. And I know eventually, because I'm definitely, you know, starting out, my package rates are a little bit lower. So I know I'll definitely, you know, increase those a little bit. But I feel like um, I'd like to create probably, you know, maybe one or two small offers. I've actually been kind of working with uh, my business coach in that aspect. I'm actually doing a group coaching program again right now. And there are a couple other service providers in there. So it's been really fun to kind of brainstorm with them on some things as well. But yeah, I think just get in a really good place just with um, either four or five clients where I'm doing the, you know, the podcast tasks and everything. And after that, I'm I'm honestly not sure. Um, I don't really know if I ever see myself going like an agency route or anything like that. I'm, it's just me right now. I don't have anyone else. So I think eventually I'd love to bring someone else on for sure to help with even the tasks in my business, like social media and, you know, maybe some of the back end tasks that I don't always love doing. But yeah, I think just in the next six months, definitely bring on one to two more clients and just get really comfortable with just clients I really you know, I enjoy and am passionate about their shows, which my ones right now I am. And I, and I love that. So I think just bring on a couple more and just keep doing and just continue to um, hone in my skills more Mm -hmm. and maybe um, offer a couple more services that I'm not currently offering. And yeah, just kind of see, see what happens. Yeah. It's so nice to like, you, you know, you learned this new skill and now you have clients and now you can kind of just like get good and extra confident and just like kind of enjoy what you've worked for <laughs> because obviously you know learning learning something new is not easy it's it can be fun and it can and you can do it but it's not a cakewalk all the time right <laughs> yes i was just telling my husband we were just talking um just a few nights ago actually and i was like yeah it's amazing to cuz we were talking about podcasts and i was i think telling him about one of my clients podcast that i was working on earlier that day and I was like, yeah, it's it's really amazing to me thinking like my background in healthcare because I like I still work there a couple times a month, give or take, and it's very different from what I do as far as editing. And I was like, it's really cool being being able to learn this skill and just other things and be able to help people with it. And you know, they pay me, and <laughs> it's yeah. just such a and I'm you know learning along the way, and obviously I'm taking a lot off their plate, and they're really grateful for that. And 
but yeah, it's so cool because I would have never thought I'd be doing anything else besides out of um, doing MRI and especially doing something from home when I have kids. And yeah, it's it's been so cool. It's really amazing all of the opportunities that are out there in the in the online world. <laughs> Yes, totally. It is incredible. You know, I I just I I try to think back on, you know, someone who's just now kind of stepping into the online business space and how it's like just this like second world. You know, we all know like influencers and because we're all, you know, most of us are on Instagram. So we know like, oh, yeah, there's there's that going on. But then you see all these people that have the all these other businesses and it's just wild everything that you can kind of you kind of fall into the world and learn and you know all of a sudden you're like you know exactly what Trello is and Acuity and like all these programs you're like oh my gosh two months ago I had no idea what any of this stuff was yeah I actually I made a post on my um on my social media just it's probably like two or three months back it's earlier this year and just think oh yeah because it would have been like February because it's when I hit the two-year mark since starting my business mm-hmm. and I was like yeah just thinking about the I'd been having a conversation with a friend and just thinking about the tasks that I had done and learned and the different programs and all of that and I was like you know I'm gonna make a post out of that and yeah it was just really cool um just thinking about all that over the last couple of years like it's amazing and when I talk to like my family and friends and people who aren't in the online space at all and try to explain it to them, they're like, oh, that's cool. But like, they don't really, yeah, <laughs> they don't really truly understand it either, which, which is okay. I totally get it. So <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've been, I've been doing it uh, long enough now that like no one asks me, which I'm, I'm more okay with because <laughs> it's like, yeah. the thing is, it's like, how much do you really want to know that that's what I want to ask yes. every person that asks me. I'm like, how interested are you actually? Because I need to, you know, edit my response. I love what I do. So I can go overboard or I can just go like really underboard. (laughs) I have a hard time like striking the balance (laughs) talking to people. I feel the same way. I'll have people at my coworkers when I work at one of the hospitals, they'll ask me like, oh, so how's your business? I'm like, well, (laughs) what all do I say? But yeah, Yeah. it's not, you know, of course they, they know about it and everything. But yeah, it's just, you never know what, yeah, they just, it's, it's really cool. Like I said, what all is out there. Yeah. Now, one of the things I wanted to ask you that I remembered when you said Instagram was, what's your favorite way to network? Because that's one one question I get all the time from people that I haven't yet started is, you know, all these like a, lots of questions about networking. So what's your let, let's keep it simple and say, what's your favorite? Yeah, what's your favorite way or place to network for clients? Definitely Instagram these days. I am on Facebook as well, but I'm definitely not very good about networking in Facebook groups. Uh yeah, I've had some referrals and that kind of thing from clients. And then I've connected with um, a couple of my clients, especially recent clients have come from Instagram. So I've made mm. a lot of great connections there. Um, that's where I found my business coach and just some other, yeah, just a lot of great connections, other people in the service provider space. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, yeah, definitely Instagram these days for me. Yeah. And I think like the health and fitness space is definitely on Instagram because of video and just all of the visual pieces that kind of go into health and fitness. So that that really makes sense too. One thing I love asking for these success story episodes is what piece of advice would you give yourself maybe like when you first started a year ago? I would say to just go ahead and do it. If you are really interested in pursuing podcast management, which I was, I was just definitely nervous and fearful of learning all the different skills and I think I thought it would be a lot more than what it really is, but it's actually 
it's all stuff that, especially me listening to podcasts, I knew more than what I thought I did, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Obviously, learning, editing, and, you know, writing show notes and some of the, you know, learning the host platforms, that kind of thing. Those are all things that can be learned, I feel like. But yeah, I think if it's something like deep down, you like, okay, this keeps kind of pulling at me. I am really interested in this. So I took your masterclass and I invested in your program. The only thing is, yeah, I wish I would have done your program a little bit sooner. But again, I feel like it all worked out in great timing as well. But mm-hmm. definitely invest in the skills, invest in the program or tool or whatever to kind of learn the skills that you need to. But it's amazing what you can learn and do, like I said, especially with the right, all of the tools out there, all of the support, your program, the community, everyone has been so amazing. And yeah. I would just say, just don't be afraid to get started, no matter what your background or experience is. Like I said, mine is in healthcare and definitely nothing like what I'm doing with podcast management, but I love it. Yeah, those are all such great pieces of advice because I I like that you said you actually knew more than you thought you did. Because I find that to be so true. Like if you are a podcast listener, you are educating yourself on podcasting by being part of the industry. You're a listener, right? And so then you just have to, be confident in what you're hearing and like kind of your own takeaways from being a listener. Pair that with more of like the tangible skills that you'll you probably need to learn. And yeah, you're you're set. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, just with like writing show notes and you know, seeing like social media posts when people are promoting their podcasts, of course, graphics, audiograms. Like I said, I would just listen to them so much. I listen to multiple shows a week outside of the ones that I edit for my clients and yeah, I just love it. I, I feel like I'm a lifelong learner and podcasts are the best way to do that. I'm always always telling people that. <laughs> yes, totally, totally. It is. And I really love audiobooks, but there's something that's so cool about podcasts compared to audiobooks is like an audiobook is like a masterpiece that they had to work on and make sure like the messaging was clear and it's like a very specific topic. Podcasts though, they are like way more conversational and can just take you on so many different like productive tangents that you learn so much just from the array of of things that are covered in a podcast. And I, I personally love that about podcasting. Yes, I do too. I feel like, yeah, there's so many things that you can talk about on a podcast. And I know with my clients, sometimes they want help brainstorming certain topics. And mm. yeah, I think what's cool is they you know, something else that I feel like I've learned is I thought like, oh my gosh, I have to be, you know, perfect at a lot of these things with like helping them. And they really like, sometimes I think, you know, I'm as passionate about their shows as they are. And I think just... I like what you're saying though, that sometimes a podcaster just needs someone who's like also enthusiastic about their show, right? You know, as a business owner, you're carrying your business on your own shoulders, Right. And so if you can have someone else who's like enthusiastic about it, you're like, okay, great. We can share this. I don't want to say burden, but like at times (laughs) you can share the, the, the burden of the business together, the burden of the podcast and like make it as great as you can. Cause it's not just the podcaster who's coming up with all the ideas and all of the creativity, you know? So I, I I get what you're saying there. Yes. Yeah. It's fun getting to talk with my clients about theirs. And I know my one client who just launched a couple months ago, she's like, I can't imagine doing this by myself. Like mm-hmm. she loves talking. So she knew a podcast was the way she wanted to go. Like she loves talking and sharing her message that way with her um, community. But she was like, I have no idea about everything else. So, and yeah, we just, and she enjoys just brainstorming about things sometimes. And yeah. Yeah. Match made in heaven. I love it. Well, Emily, thank you so much for sharing your story. I love hearing how you're making this work with your lifestyle, with your kids. 
um, how you're finding time to have this business on the side and how you went from being in healthcare to now being a podcast manager. What is the best way for people to follow you or connect with you if they want to like kind of continue watching your journey as a podcast manager? Yeah, I'm most active on Instagram these days. I am on Facebook as well, but Instagram's the best place. So <laughs> awesome. We will put those in the show notes. And again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yes, thanks, Lauren. I'm honored to be here. It's so much fun. <laughs> thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Come connect with me over on Instagram at Lauren Wrighton or in the Podcast Manager Mastermind Facebook group. And let me know what you liked about this episode. I love, love, love hearing your guys' feedback and what is resonating with you. You can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show over at laurenwrighton.com. Special thanks to my amazing podcast manager, Marcy Page, on producing this episode. All right, that's it. Until next time, I'll be cheering you on.